Welcome back, family. Thanks for supporting us. We couldn't do without you, and we'd love to hear from you. So hit us up and let us know how you are doing. Okay, so this week is special. So many moons ago, we were introduced to the show Noah's Ark and became instant fans. So the show only lasted a few years and a movie, but its impact far outreached the television screen. One of the most important characters on the show, Wade, was portrayed by the multi-talented Jensen Adwood. And we can't tell you how excited we are to talk to him and find out more about his journey, what he's up to now. This one's a good one, so take a listen, and then when you're done, make sure you take a listen to the single, Unthinkable, which Jensen released. You're gonna like this one, family. We can't wait to hear what you think. So let's go. All right, welcome back, family. Um, it's a new year, and we're starting off the new year with a bang. Um, I'm a little uh, excited about this one because I've got someone that uh, I've I've been uh, following for a few years now and um, checking out his work, and I think that you guys are going to be very excited about this one too. So we're going to welcome a new family member in, and uh, I'm going to let you choose what family uh, position you want to be. You want to be an unk. A brothers, uh, you know, a cousin. How you wanna? How you wanna do this? But I'm left going brother. I like brother. Okay. So everybody, please welcome our brother Jensen Atwood. Yeah, good to be here. <laughs> All right. So before we get into you know the meat and potatoes, let's tell everybody um, who, for some reason, has not had a chance to catch your work. Who you are, uh, what you do, and how you got to where you are. All right. Um, uh, well, my name is Jensen Atwood. I am an actor and a singer. Um, started off as a professional dancer as well. Um, most people know me or my fan base uh, is mostly from the cable series, a logo cable series, Noah's Ark. Um, also a television movie, Their Eyes Are Watching God, where I played opposite Ali Berry. And, um, I mean, yeah, I guess that's how people, uh, know me. Um, I, and, and yeah, yeah, late nineties, early 2000, I, I did a lot of music videos too. So that's also a nice, uh, nice way that people know me. All right. Let's, uh, let's back it up for a second. Let's talk about how you got started in this thing. Um, when did you decide that entertaining was your future? Wow, that's an um, interesting question for me because entertainment is something that I've I've always done my entire life. Um, it it wasn't until I would say uh, after my military career that I kind of have to figure out um, how I was going to make money, and um, you know I just kind of got the idea that why don't I try to make money doing what I've been doing my entire life. And uh, from that point on, I got into class and um, got some headshots and started submitting myself to be in the entertainment world. Okay, so you what branch of military were you in? I was in the Army. Okay, so you came home from the Army. Was it an immediate uh, transition? Did you, um, did you, I know you said you took classes, but what led to that? Did you stumble into it or that was a, a, a I guess a a choice that you made deliberate. Oh, it was definitely a, it was a deliberate choice. There was no stumbling. I mean, 
I, I couldn't wait to get out to to uh, pursue my entertainment career. I was actually in a rice field in South Korea, uh, looking around, wondering what the heck I was doing there. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I had to really just kind of figure out what I wanted to do with my life, and not just for the moment in time. Just kind of what my what my purpose was being on this planet. And um, like I said, it's something that I always did. I, I always sang with my older brother, uh, Jason String Atwood. I was always kind of his backup, um, even when he was when he was rapping at one point in time. Uh, we sang the national anthem at um, my, at our graduation from basic training in the Army. We both uh, went through basic together and were stationed together at Fort Hood. So um, entertainment is, is something that I've always, always did. It was just a, a matter of making the decision to, to try to make money doing it. So it's interesting. You said you were um, mainly a singer in the early days. What made you lean towards acting instead of trying to pursue a, a career in music? Well, I mean, I, I've kind of always pursued um, acting, uh, music, and dancing. Um, I mean, I, you know, when Pop Lockin' first came out, I had a buddy from across the street, uh, Dave, Super Dave, who uh, taught me how to pop lock. And I would, you know, get my family together and perform for them. Uh, I was uh, big into sports when I was in high school. And uh, for me, stepping on the football field, it was a performance for the crowd. So entertainment is something that I always did, you know, whether it was dancing or being th being theatrical or uh, singing and rapping with my brother. It's just always been a part of my, my life. My, my mom, it was, it was always one of her dreams, even though she never pursued it, um, to be a singer. And so I was around her singing growing up. Were you the kid that grabbed the uh, cardboard box and was on, um, spinning on your back? I, you know what? I never got to the to the to the floor work. I never really did the the, the break dancing like that. I was, you know, more of a more of a pop lock. Okay, okay. So you got in class, and um, you know what? I want to I want to ask a quick question because a lot of people um have approached uh the art of entertaining uh different ways, and some people will swear that um if you don't go to a class you don't prepare yourself for all the things the industry may bring your way. Now the people uh, say that a class restricts you, which, how did you see going to a, a class to hone your art? I mean, for me, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, I mean, it, my training is one of the things that separates me from the masses. You know, everybody wants to be in the entertainment business. Everybody wants to be an actor, but to really hone your craft, to really put the time in to, you know, figure figure out yourself and and some sort of technique. I mean, I think it's it's important. You know, there's no rules when it comes to the entertainment world. So, if somebody thinks that that's something that will hinder them instead of help them, then I, I can also understand that. Um, for me, there was a lot of things that I already knew. Uh, I was I've been a storyteller since since I was born. And I've always been a people person since I was born. And that's a big part of acting, you know, um, being in touch with your own feelings, um, being being able to evoke emotions. Um, those are all things that I already had. And so going into class for me, it really, it gave me um, structure and it, it gave me um, 
the dialogue. It gave me, I, I could, I could put a, a language to what I had already knew. And some of the things that I was being taught were, were already inside of me, but I was a, able to give it a format. And um, Eric Morris was probably one of my most influential teachers, which I studied under him for for about four years. Uh, and that's just, you know, that's just some of some of the training. I, my, one of my first classes was Playhouse West here in Los Angeles. And, and then there's been many other uh, workshops and personal teachers that I've been able to work with as well. While you were in class, were you working at the same time? Um, did you hit the ground running? And um, you were getting little gigs here and there, or you really honed in, and then once you were done, you uh, you attacked the industry. Oh, it was it was it was one and the same. I mean, I I was um, auditioning and going to class at the same time. So yeah, I was I would say I was I was doing both. And when when did yeah. the first break come? Well, my first lead role was. Um, Little Mo's uh, Superwoman uh, video. That was my first lead role in anything. And then, and then, um, uh, I would say uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember which actually came first. There was The Rise of Watching God, opposite Halle Berry or Noah's Ark. But uh, Noah's Ark was definitely the show that got my pinky toe into the door. I would say. <laughs> now that that show has like. An amazing following, and I think um, I think I read somewhere that it was a surprise success. Were you prepared for what came with that? Was I prepared for what came with uh, the success of Noah's Ark? Um, that's a tricky one, man. Um, that's a tricky one, and the reason why I say that is because uh, Noah's Ark does have a phenomenal fan base, um, but it it really hasn't ever receive the accolades that it it truly deserves i mean what we did it was a time when um it really wasn't it was it was pretty taboo and um i knew i was taking a chance when i when i took the role and my my expectations weren't for it to to be popular it was um at the time uh patrick ian polk which was the uh producer and director of noah's ark uh, his intentions were to do like a paid DVD subscription, like a mailing paid uh, DVD subscription. So um, my expectations were, were, were really low. Um, I, I enjoyed the script. Um, I, I knew it would push me as an actor. Um, but as far as any real success, I, I didn't really think that it would have much success. How did you, um, how did it come to your attention, one, and uh, was the audition process long? It, was it a long decision-making make, uh, process for you to choose the role, or you just kind of knew that this was something you you had to do? Um, wow, yeah. It, it came about because um, I had met Patrick on the set of uh, his first feature, which was uh, Punk's. I was doing background work, and uh, at that time, I carried headshots around. And uh, when I saw an opportunity, I introduced myself to him and, and handed him my headshot and said if there was anything in the future that he thought I'd be good for, that I would love to audition for him. Um, 
I would see him at different uh, Hollywood events and I would speak. And, you know, we, we became um, on a first name basis. And when he created uh, Noah's Ark, which I think was called Hot Chop at the time, <laughs> he, um, he told me about this role that he thought I would be good for. And um, I read the script and I was like, hell no, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> but it also, it, it, it challenged me and it, and it, it made me um, question myself as to, as to why, why, why would, why wouldn't I do it? And um, there was, there was a lot of uh, fear that I had to overcome. Um, and I would even say a lot of arrogance that I had um, starting off because to turn down a role that you haven't even auditioned for is ridiculous. And so I, I wanted to not only challenge myself, I, I, not, I not only wanted to face fears, but I, I wanted to uh, give myself a chance as well. Yeah. And the rest is history. <laughs> I think Noah's art might have been um, before its time. For one, it was a primary uh, minority cast, um, and we've always struggled for representation in, in any way, shape, or form. But it was, uh, it was also not your stereotypical, uh, um, I guess it was a dramedy almost. Um, I know it was couched in comedy, but there was a lot of um, serious topics being, being broached over those seasons as well. And um, when did you realize that this was more than just like a basic paycheck? Like this was going to affect people? Wow. Um, well, I mean, when, when I start hearing from, from people, when I remember, I remember specifically, and this story has always kind of stuck in my head. It was um, we were doing a uh, a signing. I mean, we did a lot of promotion at the beginning, and we were doing a poster signing. And there was this uh, young man. Like, it was a kid, really. It was no young man. He was he was a kid. And um, before I had even signed his poster, he was he was thanking. He wasn't just thanking me like, you know, like somebody opened the door for you to just say thank you. Like the, his thank you was, was from his heart. It was from his soul. It was, it was a thank you like that, that was humbling. And it was before I had even signed the poster. And I was like, you know, I ain't even signed the poster yet. He's like, no, thank you. Because, um, because of this show, I, I have a better relationship with my mom. He said, we watched the, we watched the show together and she's able to ask me questions where really she's was really offensive to me, um, before this, but the show gave them a language and a dialogue that they could communicate with each other. And he said, because of it, you know, his, him and his mom, you know, are, are, are much closer. And I, I, to me, it was that point where I was like, wow. You know, I, I, to be honest, man, it, 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 it kind of changed me as an, as an actor. It, it kind of let me know what really, what I was doing as an actor. It wasn't just entertainment. It was, it was the ability to, to affect people, to change people's lives. And, um, you know, since then, I mean, literally thousands of emails from people where that show has, has changed their lives and 
and get, giving them a sense of community and a, and a, a um, just a belonging that I think was missing. In a broader sense, do you think that um, there's a per- there's a higher purpose to um, to acting? I think um, I think just a casual person would say, "Oh, well, all they do is just you know pretend." But like you said, you really touch somebody, and that does that higher purpose add more pressure to what you do and, and your choices and taking roles? I don't think it adds more pressure. I mean, it, but it it is definitely fulfilling. You know, um, acting can be a lot of things, you know, and, and for me, it was before that it was just entertainment. And and it can still be just entertainment. It could just, you know, be getting getting lost in, in something fun and ridiculous. But it, it but the Noah's Ark gave me. You know, it gave, it gave me the idea that it could be more. And and so for, for me, in, in this point of my career, I, I would like to say it gives me more pressure to make decisions as as to what roles I take and what what roles I don't take, but I'm still very much grinding it out. And and that's what I was saying earlier as far as um, uh, Noah's Ark and its success. And I say that with air quotes because, you know, we, I'm not a household name, you know, in, in, in every way it's, it's still very uh, independent underground kind of a, kind of a show. And um, uh, most of my work, I would say, has has been on the independent level. So I'm, I'm still out here grinding it out and taking whatever auditions I can take, whatever auditions I can get. So there's no real pressure on me as far as what roles I take and what roles I don't take. I would like to get to a point in my career where I got a, a millions in a bank and I can sit back and be particular, but I'm not there yet. The key word being yet. Exactly, because uh, I'm I'm on the climb. At the, around the same time, this is when um, their eyes were watching God happen. Yeah, okay. I think yeah, close I, again. I don't remember which one came first, but but yeah, around the same time. So you find yourself opposite. You know, I think this probably was at the 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 height of her popularity, right, Halle Berry. I'm out. I mean, I don't. Has she ever had a low point in her popularity? <laughs> hey, we're getting old, like these young kids. <laughs> they may not see it the same way we see it. No, you you're right though. I understand what you're saying. Um, with like when when Bats and all that other good stuff was was out. She'll always be. She always be at the top of my popularity list. <laughs> <laughs> now that's um. That's a completely different uh, type of uh, of art there because you're working from a very popular book. You know, that's one of those reading list books from high school. Is uh, right. how is that translating something that so many people know and have their interpretation of? Did you feel like you had to stick true to, to one person's vision, or you guys went with what worked? Huh. Um, that's a good one. I mean, when, when you, when I, I think whenever you're translating a book into film, you know, when you, when you read something, your mind kind of creates the story. You, it kind of creates the say, kind of creates the setting that you see in your head. So you, you, it's hard to please everyone when, when you are doing that translation, you know, I, I think, 
you know, just from what I remember people saying, they they were pleased with with, with what we did, you know. And um, I mean, for me, it was it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal to work opposite Halle Berry. It was it was phenomenal to work on a, a, a big budget production. Uh, it was awesome to work on the Oprah Winfrey film. Uh, I even got to to meet her at the uh, rap party. So it, it was it was an incredible experience. So you've got a show. You've done this this big movie. Um, no, Nozark ran for three seasons. Uh, we did how many? Did we uh, two see? We did two seasons, and okay. then we did a feature film. Right, right, okay. So you're coming out of the the other side of this now, and I know you 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 had the music thing. Was that still something you were working on around the same time, or is it something you came back to? I was dancing and singing all all while all this going on. <laughs> I was in the um. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna. Uh, I was just gonna ask when. When did you start to formalize it into the band and um and and output? Well, um, wow. I want to. I was in an R and B group called Rain, um, for five years, um, with some phenomenal choreographers who are were also singers, um, Rosero McCoy and Jamal Sims. Um and uh along with Noah's Ark, along with Their Eyes Are Watching God, I'm I'm in the studio recording music where we're in the studios uh, putting together dance routines and um and also I was still doing my music videos as well. Uh, so, you know, I, I've always kind of tackled them all together. It's just, it's just some of them become more popular than others. If I came to your house tomorrow with a gun, put it to your head and said, which one do you want to do for the rest of your life? You could only choose one. What would it be? Well, if you come to my uh, neighborhood <laughs> with a gun, if you come to you you come to the east side of South Central with a gun, you you ain't gonna make it probably to my front door. But <laughs> I understand I understand where you're going with this, and um, oh man, and this is always a rough one for me. Uh, it forced them, I would say, acting. Um, I, I feel like you know. It is what God put me on this earth to do. Um, but again, uh, I'm not going to stop singing and I'm not going to stop dancing. So, you know, it's, it's a part of who I am. Have you um, seen your way to the other side of the camera? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been a forced producer. I've been a forced writer. And I say forced because uh, I, I never had any any intention on being on the other side of the camera. Um, but also the reality of, of making a living in the entertainment business is you have to wear a different hat. And so um, I've had the opportunity to do some producing and I've had uh, the opportunity to do some writing as well. So hopefully in the future we'll be seeing some some productions uh, that 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 involve my script. All right, so you've got, I always like to talk about the hats that people wear. Um, 
I'm, I've, I'm counting them up now. So dancer, singer, actor, producer, writer. Uh, we get, can we add the choreography hat to it? Oh, no, no, no choreography for me, even <laughs> though I, I've done it. I've done my, my 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 pieces here and there, but no, nah, no, nah, I'm not I'm not putting that hat on. Let's let's. How many other hats can we throw in the ring? How many other hats? Um, uh, I think that's it. I think that's that's good. That's good. I mean, I've, I've got a, a couple friends that push me in the director category, but you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to trying to stay on on one side of the camera. So, I think you've had, from the outside looking in, I can't speak for how you see it, but I, I, I want to tell you how I see it. You've had a long career, and I've seen you in things, and uh, to just me as a casual, you know, stand-around type of dude, uh, you, you have the trappings of success. Um, how do you get that type of longevity? I, wow. Um, having some tough skin. I mean, I, that's definitely uh, top of the list. Um, not taking no for an answer. Um, being, being clear as to my own vision and what I'm trying to do. Um, wow. How do you have that long and that much success for over those years? I guess that's, that's, yeah, I'm gonna stick with those things. Yeah, I just, I, it, it's a part of who I am, to, to be honest. You know, I, I, um, my, I remember once my, my oldest brother, he works, uh, he works for the post office, been there 30 years, probably 10 years ago, so all retired. Holiday, just so happened to be a post, post office hiring. Saw my brother and I said, man, I heard the post office firing. Stopped in the track. When he turned around, he had a big smile on his face, which put a big smile on my face. Then he just started laughing. I started laughing too, and I asked him, what's so funny? He says, what are you going to do with the post office? And we, we continue laughing. Because my reality is I'm an artist. It's only be a matter of time before I was on conveyor belt doing choreography or trying to get other <laughs> trying to get other people to harmonize a song with me or my manager I fired but not working so you know it's something that's that's been in me since, since I was born it's an internal strength that you think that uh that gets you to these places or is it something that you had to learn? Well, I think they say the internal strength is I believe that I doing my calling in life. But I've had to learn a lot of lessons along the way. I definitely had become stronger along the way. Because as you as you, you know, said from the outside looking in, I should have more success. And it's it's a question, you know. I try not to make it a racial thing, you know. But I, I've definitely been told if if I was other than what I am, 
that I would be a huge star at this point. So I'll leave I'll leave that at that. Enough said. Yeah. Uh what's coming up? No, better better what question. Is, How can I hear more music? Um well I have a rock band called Dream Killers. Uh the album is available on all platforms. And uh, just recently I did something that I didn't think I'd ever do again, which is uh sing R and B. I um I sang with a, a certain artist that I won't name for I sang background for about a year. That's a very bad taste in my mouth as far as business or R and B. And um I was uh lucky enough to work recently with some phenomenal producers and I recorded an R and B track uh called Unthinkable, uh, which is also available on all platforms. Yeah. So uh it's weird you said rock. Um without putting too uh too wide an umbrella on it, people tend to assume that uh African Americans do not enjoy rock music. And um which is the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> I think right. everyone you know has at least one rock song that they could get down with at the club or, or not the club, but the bar or wherever. And um, why do you think there's such a stigma attached to African-Americans like uh, rock music or uh, anything that's deemed non-black? Right. Um, I mean, I think education, you know, because I'm sure Chuck Berry and and Little Richard would have a problem with with people saying that. Um, So I I don't think you know, a lot of people realize uh, where a lot of music comes from. You know, uh, us black folks and rock and roll is is definitely one of those things. So um, I just think, you know, people like to people like to put boxes around people and I think uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why people think white, uh, rock is white and 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 it's not black because um, it's black. <laughs> I was listening to uh, Aretha Franklin's "Rock Steady" the other day, and I turned to someone and I said, "This is a straight up rock song." And they said, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. I said, "There's nothing in this song that screams R and B. This is a rock song that they put in the R and B section because it said Aretha Franklin." Right, right. Everything exactly. Prince made was a rock or a pop song. Right. Purple oh, yeah. Rain Definitely. is a straight up rock song. No doubt about it. And it only gets played on the Quiet Storm. It's crazy to me. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think education and just, you know, getting getting out of all the boxes that are tried to put around us. What do you see? Uh, let's break it down into this. What do you see from your music career next? And and where do you see the acting going? Because I don't think that you'll ever stop doing both. Right. Um. Well, another dream for this album is definitely on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, where can we find that at? Okay. Uh. W- well, it's it's not done yet, but you know, Dream Killers is def- definitely on all platforms, uh, iTunes and all that good stuff, uh, YouTube. 
Um, as far as the R&B goes, I am actually shooting a video for my R&B single, uh, Unthinkable, next week in Atlanta. So, um, so yeah, that, that's the, the future for, as far as music goes for Jensen. And acting, what's you got anything coming up that I can uh, I can point at and said I talked to that dude. Well, um, I'm thankful to have a Cadillac commercial running right about now. And um, did they give you a Cadillac? We got a couple. You know, that's the first thing the hood going to ask you. That, that's the first thing everybody say, no matter what <laughs> I do. <laughs> nah, no, they ain't give me no Cadillac. No, um, uh, films. I, I just I did a couple of Hallmark films, um, opposite Vivica Fox, uh, which will be coming up soon. Uh, David Dakota directing uh what else i have a couple of independent films that are that are coming up um one called wow it's kind of hard to keep track of everything i'm, I'm always looking forward to tomorrow and, and what my next audition so it's always interesting to, to take a step backwards talk about things that i have that are on the way um once upon a lifetime independent future sci-fi future supporting role um, is sci-fi also, something that you've uh, done before? Um, it, it's not, but it's something. It's one of my biggest interests, and it's um, something I'm excited about. Uh, California Love is another independent uh, feature that's coming out. Um, I have a, a small role in. Uh, what else? Um, you know, you name like six or seven things already. <laughs> you gonna tell me you're not out here working? Oh, I'm I, I'm always working on something, man. Whether whether uh, people are paying attention or not, there's never a time that I'm not working. I'm gonna call uh, you my big successful you brother. That's what I'm gonna call you, no matter what you think. I'll take it. I will take it. I, I appreciate being a part of the family. <laughs> um, you mentioned auditioning, and um, I think uh, from a layman from somebody who is, you know, I, the extent of my knowledge of auditioning is a couple episodes of Entourage. Um, is it something that you, you now you've got a rhythm, so to speak, it, it, it doesn't give you the jitters or the nerves, or is it always going to be a struggle to, to do auditions? Well, um, yeah, audition, auditioning itself is a battle. Um, Sometimes I, I, I have all the confidence in the world. Sometimes I'm a nervous Nancy and uh, I feel like I'm reaching for straws. It, it's, it's a tough process. I mean, um, to, to first be, to, for your picture to be submitted in hopes that it's enough to get you in the room. And then um, once you get the audition, to to take the time to prepare the, the character um, and, and to learn the lines, to then go in to get a, an audition time, to go in and audition and hope that they like what, you, you, what you're doing, the decisions that you made, the choices that you've made for the character, to hope to just get a call back. And then from that callback to hope to get on an avail, which is, which is an availability. And then 
in in as far as availability, there's uh, usually between uh, two and you know four people that are on avail, and so hopefully you're in the first place for the for the avail, and that you actually get the job, and then the battle still isn't over because even if you get the job, hopefully your scene doesn't end up on an editing room floor. So it's 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 tough. It, it's it's a tough process. Yeah. Man, I, I see what you mean when you said you got to have thick skin. Man, man, every, every day you're being told that you're you're not tall enough, you're not short enough, you're not black enough, you're not white enough, you're not you're not whatever. I mean, it's 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 a tough business. And you say you're not successful. You're still in this business. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm successful. I'm just not as financially successful as I should be. That's, that's, that's what it is. Cause I, I'm definitely successful. I've done, I've done more than most. We always got love for you. On them days you feeling down, you give us a call. We'll let you know that we, <laughs> we're proud of you. All right, man, I'm gonna call you. You can be like, why is he calling me, man? <laughs> And I'll be like, yo, I got to take my, a call from my big brother out in Hollywood getting it done. That's what's up. Well. All right. So in five years, uh, we always ask this question. You got five years down the road looking at the future and where you want to be and what you've done and what you want them to say about you. What, what are we looking at? Wow. Five years. Five years. Five years I would I would like to have uh ten mainstream big budget features under my belt. Um maybe my own my own show. Maybe maybe a sitcom. Still figuring that one out. Um yeah. That's where that that's where I like to be in five years. In five years, I'm gonna be uh, going through the super publicist for the interviews because you're gonna big time me. No, we family now. You ain't gotta go through no publicist. <laughs> hey, look then. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, now that you had all these cousins, they're gonna start asking for money. That's how it works. You got family too. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I already know, man. Well, I, I did a uh, twenty-three and me. I already got some new cousins. I never knew I had. <laughs> Hey man, those things always they give you more information than you expected and less than you need. I I was amazed by what uh, ancestry.com start popping yeah. up people that may yeah. be and then you you know give us an extra ten dollars and we'll tell you if they really <laughs> got right. me, you got me to the point where I'm interested and now you're asking for the more money. <laughs> yeah, man, they they always gotta find a way to the money. Right? Look, um, I really appreciate this. Um, I know you took time out of your schedule, and um, this was an honor for us. We're happy that you did this. You have to come back when the album comes out. Um, we're going to have more conversations like, uh, you know, controversial takes. Foo Fighters are better than Nirvana. Um, <laughs> Prince is better than Michael. Somebody out there wrote my name on a list just for saying that sentence. Um, it's a whole bunch of things we're going to... Yeah. Come on, man. 
Prince played every <laughs> instrument in that building. Made up some new ones. Told you you weren't doing it right. Relayed your track. Found your song somewhere. Yep. Made it better. I mean, no offense to Michael. Michael got one of the sweetest voices that ever happened, but come on. Prince was over there in the corner. Oh. just like, I could do that too. Hands down. You know, we both got canceled for that, that entire little section right there. That's all. I'm fine with that. I'm, <laughs> I'll ride with Prince. <laughs> now we can't play spades at the big table anymore. <laughs> I'm a domino player anyway. 